Welcome to Stories from Nowhere. I'm your host, Randall Bond. Today's story is entitled, The Troll. I was bullied quite a bit when I was younger. Some of it was due to my body shape. In the 1970s, I was what they would affectionately call husky, which was simply polite slang for chubby. I was also socially awkward, and I had undiagnosed ADD, but, I mean, no one was diagnosed with that in the 1970s. I was quite passive and laid back, and I made an easy target. I was bullied by classmates, teachers, one of my uncles, and pretty ruthlessly by two older boys on my bus. But my biggest bully was my older sister, Wendy. Now, I'd like to preface my story by saying that I love my sister. She's a very strong woman, and I respect her a great deal, and we have a close relationship now. But when I was younger, well, let's just say there was a time when my parents weren't home when she told me, if I could kill you and get away with it, I would. I'm sure some of you listening have had your ups and downs with your siblings. I mean, we all did, didn't we? My brothers and I used to have literal fistfights, and many times our mom would tell us to simply go outside until we had the issue resolved. And we would, and things would go back to normal, and we'd be joking and clowning around in short order. But things were different with me and my sister. I don't recall many moments where we got along when I was younger. As I got older, she explained that I whined a lot, and I was such a baby that it drove her crazy. I'm sure all of that's true. I don't think I whine as much now, but I've always been a sensitive soul. When I was a kid... I referred to my sister as the troll. Oh, never to her face. That might have been the last thing I ever said to her. But to my friends and under my breath, that's what I called her. My sister is four years older than me, and often, if my parents had something they needed to do or they went out without us kids, Wendy was left in charge. Most of the time, when she babysat us, this involved some version of playing with her Barbie dolls. I have a brother, Bob, who's a year younger than me. When Wendy was left to watch us, Bob would get to be Ken. Wendy was, of course, Barbie. And who was I? Oh, I was the dog. Wendy had a large, rubber, plastic Great Dane toy, and that was my character as we played Ken and Barbie. I wasn't allowed to speak unless I barked, and many times Ken and Barbie would go on vacation, usually to the living room to watch TV, while the dog was left home, alone, in Wendy's room, waiting for his owners to return. I'm sure some of you are saying or thinking, why didn't you just leave and go watch TV? Or why didn't you tell your parents? Well, Wendy was always tall for her age, and she was much bigger than I was, and I truly believed her that she might kill me if I ever ratted her out. Many times, this vacation would last until the headlights of the green Ford station wagon my parents drove shot through the living room windows, Wendy would then run back to the bedroom and tell me under no uncertain terms was I to tell mom and dad that I spent the entire time playing the dog while they were gone. I do remember one time when I actually thought my older sister loved and cared for me. One time, while riding home on the bus, I was being bullied by two older boys. This wasn't uncommon, but on this occasion, the bullying had turned more physical, and as I sat there feeling helpless, I heard my sister's loud, piercing voice screaming and telling Rodney and Steve to leave me alone or they'd have to deal with her. I puffed up as the boys immediately backed off. 
As the bus pulled to our driveway and my siblings and I got off, I felt as though my sister really did love me. I mean, she had protected me on the bus, after all. As soon as the bus drifted off in a cloud of dust from the gravel road in front of our house, Wendy grabbed me by the scruff of my collar, pulled me close, and told me, I don't want you to think I did that to defend you. I want exclusive rights to beating you up. And she marched away from me, up the drive to our house. Things weren't always bad. In fact, looking back, I think I had a pretty darn good childhood, even with the troll routinely mocking me. My brother Bobby is a year younger than me, and when we were in 5th and 6th grade, we had P.E. together. And one spring day, they taught us how to play badminton. On the bus ride home, as we sat together, I told him that I thought Mom and Dad had an old badminton set up in one of the hall closets, and we should get it out, set it up in the front yard, and play some more when we got home. Bob thought that was a great idea, and we relished in anticipation until the bus dropped us off. The driveway to our house is nearly a quarter of a mile long, up a steep gravel incline, and we both sprinted to the front door, up the stairs to the hall closet, where, sure enough, there was the old badminton set, complete with wooden rackets, the net, the birdies, and everything else you'd need to set it up. We set it up and been playing together for about 30 minutes when Wendy pulled up the drive. She was now driving herself to high school, and we saw much less of her, and there were fewer opportunities for her to extend her barbs and physical assaults, but seeing that I was having fun with my brother was obviously too much for her as she stomped down to where we were playing and interrupted us by telling us that we were playing the game wrong. Bobby and I both tried to explain that we had both just learned how to play that game today in P.E., but Wendy would have none of it and continued deriding us and calling us names. When I asked, likely screaming, when I asked her, what difference it made to her if we were playing it the right way or not, she grabbed the racket out of my hand, drew it back, and smacked me square across the left side of my face with it, as hard as she could. It hurt. A lot. My usual reaction would have been to run away, likely to my room, and hide, but that day, that day, something inside of me just snapped. Wendy was much taller than I was, and I lunged at her, wrapping my arm around her neck and pulling her to the ground. I landed on top of her, our faces nearly touching, and as I squeezed as tight as I could, I screamed, You will never hit me ever again! She struggled and strained, but she couldn't get me off of her. I held on for dear life until she yelled, I'm going to tell Mom and Dad you hit a girl. And I froze. Then released her and I ran into the house, upstairs to my bed, where I sat waiting for the worst. I was raised by a, a strict, pacifist Quaker father, and one of the rules most impressed on my young mind was that a man or a boy was never to put his hands on a woman in anger. I had broken this cardinal rule, and I awaited my fate. My father wasn't home at the time, and my mother had been down mowing around our fruit trees near the bottom of our driveway. I went to my window and pulled up my blinds just in time to see Wendy, arms flying like an electrocuted goose as she was trying to yell over the lawnmower to tell my mother what had happened. I saw my mother bend over to turn off the lawnmower, and then as Wendy animatedly shared her version of the story while pointing to my window, I then noticed my mother taking off her work gloves, laying them across the handle to the lawnmower, and slowly turn and make her way up to the house. I sat on the edge of my bed, stealing myself for the punishment I knew was soon going to commence. I heard the heavy wooden front door creak open, 
and the moans and groans from the wooden stairs as she climbed to my bedroom. As she stood in the hallway just outside of my room, I could barely catch my breath. The doorknob turned, and my door opened, and my mother peeked her head in and said, It's about time. Now, I don't condone violence, and I certainly don't condone putting your hands on someone out of anger. Wendy and I have a great relationship now. In fact, we've had a great relationship for about three decades. But for most of my younger years, the troll got the best of me, until I finally found the courage to fight back. Thank you for joining us today on Stories from Nowhere. I'm your host, Randall Bond. We hope you join us every week, and next week, I'll be talking about my views on education. Stories from Nowhere is brought to you in part by Bond Bonds, specializing in gourmet chocolate-covered treats, including cake pops, cake balls, and much more. Bond and Son Lawn Mowing, Kicking Grass and Taking Names. By Caitlin's Creations, specializing in scrunchies, purses, and masks. And Promise Painting, Painting with a Purpose. <laughs>